you're listening to that Sober Guy podcast on Recovery Radio. Living one day at a time for a sober, healthy, happy life. For more information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com. And now, let's start the show. This episode of the podcast is brought to you by That Sober Guy Meetings. Go to thatsoberguy.com, click on the live meetings. These are live, online meetings from the comfort of wherever the fuck you're at. Isn't that special? Hell yeah, that's what I'm talking about. We all know how it is. Maybe you don't want to get out the house, you don't want to leave your room, your cozy little spot, or maybe you're just too fucking busy to get out to a meeting. How many times have I used that excuse? So why not call in, go online, go on your iPad, your iPhone, your droid, your desktop, that old dinosaur fucking dusty thing sitting on top of your old wooden oak desk. Does anybody have a wooden oak desk? Remember the brass little drawer handles you pull out? What am I talking about? I don't know. But go to the live meetings tab. Check it out. It's an open platform. You can speak or you can just sit there and listen. I came to terms with something recently, and it's this. Part of the reason that I stopped drinking, using drugs, being the guy that I had turned into, that I always said I never wanted to be, was because I was scared to turn out like my dad. The one way that I could solidify the fact that I would not ever turn out like him is if I quit doing that shit because that's what he does. And regardless that I'm a different person, I was headed down the same road, the same attitude, the same excuses, the same bullshit, you know, the same medicating myself because I'm unable to deal with the things in my life. And this is no slight to him. And if anybody wants to take it that way, that's on them. It's not my deal. It's not. Okay. I'm just being honest. I'm speaking from my heart because I love my dad. I do. And I want nothing more in this whole fucking world than for him to wake up and see the reality of his situation. Not because I'm better than him. Not because he's a piece of shit. Not any of that. I love him. But I want him to realize what he has done to himself. And it's very difficult for me as a man with a family, with beautiful kids, a beautiful wife, and not to be able to share that with him because I cannot allow that negative energy to be in my life or my kid's life or my wife's life or my family's life. And it's very sad. It's a very sad thing, but it's the truth. And the truth sometimes fucking sucks. But also living in denial, living, not dealing with things in life, living like in this fantasy land that is not truth is much worse to me than dealing with the things that hurt, that are true. Back to my original point, I've had so many people reach out to me and I, I love it. I, I'm very, I'm very appreciative of, of that to be able to share some of my thoughts with people and to be able to kind of help them through some of the things that I've been through because so many people have helped me and continue to do so. And, and, and let me just say too, 
the response that I get from people, from, from you listeners out there and from friends, you know, in my community and family is it helps me just as much as some of the things that I've been able to help you with. You know, it really does when I, and when I say that, I mean it, um, you know, and just, you know, there's, there's so, there's so many different things, so many different opportunities, so many different opinions, you know, advice that I've gotten and, and just thank yous too. And it is the hardest thing for me that there's one person I want to help and he just will not listen to me. And so here's what I do on that. Here's what I've realized that I, I have to do is the only thing I can do every single day, which is what I do is I, I ask God to please, you know, please look after him, please help him, please, you know, provide him with some sort of peace, some sort of answer, you know, some sort of sign. I don't even know at some points, like what, like I'll be just saying the shit that's coming out. I don't even know if it's me. I don't know if it's a certain energy, but, uh, the passion there to, you know, just the, the passion of, how do I explain this? It's a very, it's a very minimal, like I will never give up hope. Never. I don't care if it's just a teeny tiny little fucking ounce of hope that's like left in my heart. That's in the very bottom of it that one day he will wake up and, and see this light and understand, you know, what he's done to himself, what he's done to, you know, his, his family, unfortunately to his friends and, and the sickness and the depth of the sickness for him is, uh, for me, it is death really. And that's another thing I'm having to come to terms with. And that's why I've let this go on so long and dealt with it so long, because there's always been this guilt there from, for me that like, I'm going to shut him out and that, you know, I'm going to get a call the one day and, you know, Hey, your dad's dead. And that's, you know, that's the thought that I have that, that that's going to happen. And so that's always kept me kind of in touch with them and very passive. Like I was explaining about certain situations that I I don't want to deal with or that I, I can't deal with. And so as of recently, you know, it's, it's, it's changed for me. And, uh, I've realized that I can't allow that I have to set those boundaries. And so the point of this is for all you out there listening is if you have loved ones or you have a friend who, who's struggling with addiction or alcoholism or depression or any number of these, of these very, um, unpredictable situations, you know, it's not, there has to be boundaries set. Otherwise we enable that person to continue living that lifestyle, uh, and involving us in it. They're going to continue to live the lifestyle no matter what, because it doesn't like, trust me, I'm a perfect example. I've sat and pleaded with, with my father, you know, to just listen to me, to understand what I'm coming from. Like I'm your son. And to me, like that is the hardest thing because I have kids. And like, if one of my kids was telling me the shit that I was telling him, like, I would be like, Oh my God, like, um, you know, what am I doing? Like, yeah, you're right. But like, he just, he cannot see it. And it, and like, I want to, I want to emphasize it's not because he's a bad guy. Okay. And, and don't, I hope I don't sound like I'm making excuses and, 
you know, oh, I'm sticking up for him and stuff. I'm not. I, I'm really speaking truth here. He's not a bad dude. He's not. He's got. He's got a good heart, but he's just. He's just. He's just so fucking gone in his mind. Is out of his mind, like ab- absolutely. And there's no doubt in my mind, you know, that that's the case. And so it's like dealing with somebody who you love in these in these types of situations. You know, you cannot. And let me say that again, you cannot allow that, that energy, that, that negativeness, that attitude to infiltrate your, you know, or to compromise your sobriety, your family, um, you know, out of guilt, you can't do it because maybe you feel guilty or you feel like they're going to hurt themselves or you feel like they're going to be on the street, you know, and, and, and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying fucking kick somebody to the curb in all situations are different. In other words, but you have to set boundaries. You have to set lines that you, you know, lines in the sand that you will not allow to be crossed. And once they cross that line, once that person or, or they cross that situation or that line that you drew, then you have to be firm in your stance and you have to stand up and you have to say, look, I will not stand for this. You will not come here. You will not call me. I will not help you until you help yourself. And I can tell you that as hard as that is to do, um, as shitty as it is to do and as shitty as you might feel at that time, uh, in my opinion, it's the right thing to do. It's not easy it's not fun. It it doesn't make you feel great, but you know what? It doesn't make me a bad person. It just means I'm going to stand up for what's right. And I'm going to stand up for the truth. And I'm going to do what I have to do to protect my family and to protect myself from anything that could compromise my sobriety, my attitude, my way of life, my positivity, um, you know, my kids, anything. Um, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna subject that, you know, with anybody. Now I'm, now I'm not, I'm, you know, I'm not just talking about my dad right now. I'm just talking about anything in general. You know, you have to, have to, have to set those boundaries. Uh, so let's move on to the, to the enabling thing as well. Cause I had touched on that. And when we allow people in our lives to continue this behavior and allow them into our lives to, you know, act a certain way or talk to us a certain way or just exist a certain way. Just that vibe, you know, that vibe that, I, that I'm talking about where it's just, it's just not comfortable. You know, it's not comfortable. It's awkward and it's very, it's very fraudulent, I guess is a good word. You know, maybe that, maybe there's, maybe there's something there you know, that's deep because your family, you know, oh, we're family, we're family, you know, yeah, well, I understand that, but that doesn't mean that uh, family can't be toxic at the same time sometimes. Uh, so we really got to be careful in these, in these situations. You got to hang in there. You got to be strong. You got to stand firm in your beliefs. That is one thing that I'm definitely learning and I'm working on is standing your ground, standing firm for what you believe in, because people are going to talk shit to you. People are going to question you. People are going to doubt you. People are going to try to implant things in your mind to fuck your shit up when you're confident, when you're positive, when you're doing the things that you want to do in your life. 
There's always going to be haters. Always. No matter what. No matter how fucking good you do. No matter how many people you help. No matter how much positive energy you give out. Okay? There's always going to be people that hate. That don't like it. That are jealous of it. And so it takes real strength. It takes real confidence. It takes real skill. It takes real practice. It takes real passion to stand firm and to stand your ground and really fight for what you believe in. And this is on any subject you might be thinking on. I don't care. We'll just do a general basis. Okay. Stand firm in what you believe in. Stand tall. Do what's right. Do the next right thing. Okay, if you do the next right thing, you're going to continue to improve. You're going to continue to change. You're going to continue to grow as a man, as a woman, as a human being. And that's all that matters because ultimately, what is success? And I just heard this recently from an instructor of mine who gave some valuable training. And he said, Success is not measured by, I'm going to paraphrase it here because I'm going to fuck it up, but I don't know exactly what it was. I don't remember. I didn't write it down. I should have, didn't. But it was something along these lines. Success isn't measured by your job, your car, your home, you know, your finances, any of that shit. It's all BS. Okay. It means absolutely nothing when you die. But success is measured by the amount of people that you help. The time that you spend with people, the love that you give out to people. Okay, that's success. That's success to me. I'll put it like that. You know, and I, I'm I'm new to this too, and I admit that. I'm I'm still new to this. You know, but I never ever understood this. It was always about me, 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 me. And I still have to work on that sometimes. Sometimes I still make it about me. You know, and I have to catch myself and sometimes it might take a minute to catch myself and I'm like, fuck man, I did it again. But hey, it's all part of it. That's just, it's part of growing. You got to learn to roll with those punches. Okay. And you got to learn to handle that shit and stand up and say, yeah, I was wrong, but I learned from it and I'm going to just keep trucking. I'm going to keep going. I'm going to keep getting after it and doing the next right thing. So check out the live meetings as well. We opened with that. They're every other week roughly. So just go on the website and you can check when the next one is. Um, subscribe to the page. I'll send you updates on meetings, on upcoming episodes, little tips on sobriety. Um, you can support the show by going to the donate page and dropping a few bucks into this operation. It goes right back into it. You know, and I'm also, I want to just be very clear about something and very blunt now in a very nice manner as well. If you listen to this show and you like this show, please, I ask you, go on to iTunes and leave us a rating. That's it. A nice little, nice little rating on there. Nice. You don't even got to leave a comment if you don't have time to do that. Just go put a rating on there. If you have time, a couple minutes to write a nice comment on there, that would be fucking awesome too. But if you could do that, I would greatly appreciate it if you listen to this show and you like it. That's all you got to do. It helps rank the show and it helps more people find the podcast. Um, so go to thatsoberguy.com. Also check out some of the music on there. The music is good shit too. It's a little bit it's a little bit old school, man. A couple years I think is when we dropped that 
Chemical Diet album was in 2011, before the change in my life, the drastic change. So it is interesting. You can kind of hear some of some of my life pre-sobriety. Um, you know, there's there's quite a few years bundled up into about 14 tracks on there. Uh, the birth of my daughter. You know, there's a song I wrote for her on there. Um, and there, there's just there's some good music on there. Sucker for Love is a great song that's on there too. A little reggae action. Pharmacist Chris produced pretty much the whole album on there. And um, that's another story in itself. Actually, some of you may have heard that story. Chris has been on the show very early in the start of the podcast. Anyways, much love, respect. Thank you for listening. This has been another episode of That Sober Guy Podcast on Recovery Radio with Shane Raymer. For information, visit www.thatsoberguy.com or email Shane at sobriety at thatsoberguy.com. Thanks again for listening and enjoy a sober, healthy, happy life.